0: And I won't stop till I got the masses and show them what they know, not through flows of hot molasses. Do it like the robot to headspin to Boogaloo took a few minutes to convince the average bugaboo. I'm the Grizz, and this is the Barely Coherent Podcast, and your host, they finally solved the problem of renewable energy, and the secret was in his beard, Snowy B, (laughs) a.k.a. Daniel Borden. Hi. <laughs> is, who's is your Gabby. co-host?
1: Oh, uh, okay. Uh, G- Gabrielle <laughs>
2: Delacour. Yeah.
1: So our first, uh, our first Gaston. guest. Yeah, our first guest. Uh, <laughs> our first guest on the podcast <laughs> is is Gabby. She's adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, she's
2: adorable. She's a little raptor sometimes because she chews on everything. But mm. besides the chew, she's really sweet.
1: She has the face of a chewer, honestly. She, dude, she does. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> she looks totally unamused.
0: Uh, and he, oh no, she loves it here. And he once picked an apple off an orange tree and made lemonade with it. Sonny B. Billy Weisinger.
1: And I will never give you the secret to how I transmuted that. So you know, live with that. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. What is going on with your fucking face, dude? I don't know. Stop fucking with it. I don't know. Just leave it. I need
1: it, calm. Just leave it. Just leave it. It's fine. You look good.
0: Uh, So we're back from the holidays. Our first episode back.
1: Uh, Yes, it's only taken... We took a month off. (laughs) (laughs) For those who are counting. (laughs) Yep. Uh, It was pretty great. Um, Did you guys do anything special for the holidays?
0: Uh. I traveled back to Washington State mm-hmm. uh, to visit my family, which is always don't give amazing. them your
1: address though. People will stalk you.
0: No, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it uh, it's pretty enjoyable every time I go back. So, uh, what about you, Danny? Did you do any anything special for the holidays? Nah, man, I'm on the whole year
2: of the grind 2023 hashtag So basically, Uh, secure
0: the
1: bag. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I was already.
2: So already going into the holidays, I was already my mindset because I was like, I'm preparing myself. So I pretty much just spend any money. I'm you know already for the holidays, and I know some people like got to go big, you know, before you go into your like New Mm Year's resolutions. But I was like unintentionally like mindset had already set in, so I basically.
1: There, you know watch watch some christmas movies and that was it okay okay thrilling you what Uh, about you buddy i didn't do anything for christmas okay that's not true i had people over for christmas um you know the joys of being 30 um we exchanged gifts and then people went home at like nine which was mm, perfect um, but then I went to Indy for New Year's, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, spend time with family, you know, see? Did you see, did you see Kaylin? gifts? I did I did see Kaelin for those who are wondering, and Kalen himself who is listening. Uh Kaylin is my best friend uh from high school and uh, I got to spend his birthday with him, so that was nice. Oh, that's cute. Well, thanks. We're a cute couple, hype- honestly. So
2: Dude, I I debated hitting Kalen up uh, uh, this last few weeks, just about being like, bro, I know you make some good money doing those
1: sales. You know? Oh my so, goodness, dude, that. you don't want to fucking work in sales. You don't, you don't, you don't want that life. <laughs> I I give it. I mean, I'm not saying that you're not capable because we all know that you are, and that's not the question. I think that you would probably get a month in and you'd be like, this is fucking dumb. These people are dumb. I'm tired of talking to dumb people. I don't want to do this anymore. So, yeah,
2: but the money, but the money,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but
2: the, the money yeah. is very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was in the military for 10 years and mm-hmm. I dealt with dumb people every day and it could pay nearly that good. So, I'm
1: yeah, like, you potato potato left. <laughs> it only took you 10 years to leave though. So, yeah,
0: um, only 10 some of us longer.
1: Well, uh, well, yeah, yeah. I got uh, 11. I wild about that. You're going to 20. Is I
0: <laughs> I'm definitely did, not.
1: Did... <laughs> oh, oh.
0: Put that evil on How me. You... Rick.
1: I thought you were doing 20. Okay. No, no dude. No. He's on his uh, way out. I this am... dumbass signed a fucking extension. <laughs> They promised
0: not. me San Diego orders, yeah. and that did not happen.
1: Well, so your first mistake was trusting the government. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> no, especially this last time. Uh, once I finally made it mm-hmm. home, because like everybody else during the holidays, I had issues uh, with flights. Oh yeah, uh, but once Are I finally on Southwest? made it home, uh, oh, absolutely geez. not. Well, okay, so
1: just so we're clear, Southwest was was struggling before the winter storm hit and so if you're mad that that? your southwest flight got canceled it's that was poor planning on your part yeah
0: they were like uh they um they haven't updated their computer system in over a decade They were like Uh, getting ready to file bankruptcy. Yeah, (laughs) they're getting ready ready to file bankruptcy. bankruptcy. They got like a seven billion dollar bailout or something. They got a bailout again. But they uh, they had updated their uh, computer systems in like a decade, so a bunch of flights did get canceled because of the weather, like everybody else. And then their computer system crashed, (laughs) so they had no idea where any of their flight crews are. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's the storm. It's definitely the storm. Uh, So So my, I flew Delta. and it got canceled twice uh, because of the weather. Uh, so I got home the day after Christmas, uh, which isn't ideal. I did, however, get upgraded to first class. Uh, that's, a was, that's a, which that's a, a win. Which was quite the experience because nice, I had yeah. never flown first class before. So when they came up and to now me, and asked if I would like. Go back. Yeah, if I would like a pre-departure <sighs> drink beverage, uh, beverage, and my poor ass asked me how much that was. She laughed Uh, at you. Yeah, she laughed at me, and it was free. Uh, So it was definitely she. She like took a sniff. She's
2: like smells like poor up here. Yeah, (laughs) you know. Sarah, Um, can I see your ticket? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, it's my first time.
0: Yeah, so I uh, got quite the pre-flight buzz going before we took off.
1: I don't know. The closest I ever got to first class was um, uh, a Nalo. You know, on one of the big like C40s where they're like, yeah, you guys can have all the alcohol you want because you're going on deployment.
0: (laughs) When you made the pillow monster. Mm, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that.
1: (laughs) Wait, what? I made like a, I made a, you know, they give you like, like these little airplane pillows. They're like, I don't know. They're like, they're like that big. So I strapped like nine of them together. And made this enormous mm-hmm. pillow, um, and uh, I tied it all in a blanket. There's actually a picture of me with it somewhere. Um, we'll uh, we'll post it on the uh, the Instagram yeah. if I can find it. But the pillow Do monster that. will be seen like again. That. Uh,
0: That's when we had our little jaunt actually, to dude, Iceland. Mm-hmm.
2: Dude, I I actually had an opportunity to fly first class international. Ooh. Oh, first class. First class international. Let me. That's the big leagues,
3: Paint. dude. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so I so I paid I paid for it, but I also so I had a nalo, um, I had nalo orders to go teach a class in in Bahrain, okay. and so okay. you know they 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 paid for the um, seating, right? And then I just looked it up because it was during it was during COVID. There wasn't a whole lot of flights going on, um, and there's the seat the plane was basically empty. So I looked it up, and to go, for to upgrade to that was it was like nine fifty. So I was like, so i first never class? flown first class in, for, yeah, to fly first class international. 950000 so like, yeah, One way,
1: one way, yeah. Oh, no. And, uh,
2: That's so pricey. It's not. Look up right now. It's not. Right now. Yeah,
1: look up right well, now. Yeah, okay. type and, it, yes, relatively. In, in
0: 2018, I was trying to fly, when I went to Australia to visit family. I was like, "Oh, let me check out the first class seats." It was 15, like dollars. Mm, yeah, mm.
2: I just typed in New Orleans to to Bahrain right right now on American. It's a, it's a thousand dollars, right? Just a regular straight up flight, right? So, and I'm like, mm, let's do. Hold on, how do I do this? Because I'm on Google right now. How do I do the whole first class thing? it uh, should guys, give you an an,
1: an an option to like uh see like economy, economy plus. I think it's at the top usually. Uh,
2: separate tickets, no. Okay. Well give me one sec here. I'm just gonna go to
1: anyway, finish your story.
2: Finish your story. So I paint I paint the olica subway guys are talking. Um so the um all right, so uh, I paid for it and you know you're sitting up in front first class, but basically the, like like you get your own little area, you know, like you kind of you you step Oh, yeah, in international first
1: class, it's like a pod.
2: It's like a pod, right? Cause like so yeah. it, the first the two seats would be the aisle seat would be full mm-hmm. and like you're like there's like all these options and then there's a TV directly in front of you, and then your chair lays flat right so you could lean back as far as you want to and like bring the tv out and move it around and somebody comes along all the time is, like for, as you know high-end alcohol nice like full on meat knife and fork you know like silverware meals and um you know i got to sleep you know in my bed and i, I woke up in my little area you know comfortable pillows and uh i
1: there were people dying in economy while you were doing this, so I yeah. just
2: I loved it so much that I was like I have to do this again. I, I got to <laughs> go find the price now, whatever it is. But it is it is wildly expensive now. Yeah, you know, to upgrade if it's a, if it's a thousand play, it's probably like seven thousand dollars, like first class. It's crazy. Yeah.
0: yeah, That's how much it was for me to upgrade to first class on my flight back because I didn't get free first class on my flight back because that one didn't get canceled. Mm-hmm. It was going to be a thousand dollars. I was like I'm I'm good, homie, because it was forty dollars to upgrade to comfort plus. Mm, comfort plus 40, is where it's at, the, dude. Yeah.
1: Comfort oh, plus, God. dude. <laughs> why I had well, the whole like, road so, to
2: myself. Why? Why is there not a plane of just? For-
0: because they probably wouldn't be able to sell enough seats. He wouldn't to, sell seats for it to justify the so? like Most of those like people, the fuel I think costs and everything.
1: Majority of the people in first class are not even there because they pay for it. It's because either their company is paying for it, or they have the miles to cover it. Or they have points from whatever credit card they use. I mean, if you think about it, paying for first class is one of the dumbest things ever. I mean, you're literally saying, I'm going to the same place as everyone else. Um, The only difference is that my drinks will be paid for ahead of time. And uh, I'll have more leg room. Which I can get more leg room in Economy Plus, you know? But... I don't know, man. I just I I want to fly first class all the time. You know, I would love to. I would love to fly first saying. class everywhere. But like my idea from was, a monetary standpoint, it doesn't make sense. From, well, I For broke mean, people, probably, I guess not. Because right? I'm broke. I'm a broke person. My thought is if it's they me. just
2: if they just basically like had less less seating, right? But they had you know people, but people made up the difference. Like, why
1: could you not do that instead of having like well, one? It's, seat it's called Spirit sells, Air. That's that's what spirit. No, no, does. no. Except they do it in the, the reverse that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> you know. Also, what's interesting too is why are so many airlines struggling? Like, what? Because it costs so much. Oh man, it's fucking busy. Like they have a business model that people want to use. So why are they always fucking struggling? I don't know. Um,
0: uh, <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. To be um, I think the, uh, the yeah. I think a lot of, of it goes to like just, corporate buyouts and stuff like that. Um, super
1: high the the cost to operate is high. I mean, yeah. as an airline, you got to pay like you got to pay your ground handlers, you got to pay your pilots, You got to pay your uh, flight attendants. You have to pay um, you have to pay to rent the space in the airport where your planes fly out of, and and then on top of that, you have upkeep and rework for everything that you do. I mean, like, your planes yeah. have to be up to a certain code, you know, and then eventually planes that are maybe totally okay uh, have yeah. to be retired because, you know, they're a certain age. So you got to buy new planes. I I imagine owning an airline is, like, stupid expensive. So
2: I'm not, I'm not arguing
1: that. What I'm saying is
2: if I go to the airport and there is in every fucking terminal a massive day of the week <laughs> you clearly don't have a lack of customers why not just raise your prices so now i know people who are listening are like dude I don't, don't, I don't i don't want to pay more money but i'm like if these <laughs> businesses are just like you know like you're paying for it one well, way or another I so think i that... think
0: like business wise like a, and i'm sure you both know this like the whole point is growth right you're trying to grow you're trying to grow you're trying to grow get more of a presence in, in different places. And so I think a lot of companies operate off of much smaller uh, profit margin than they probably should be. So the minute there's a downturn due to something like a pandemic, it crushes them because they're relying on all that holiday travel and stuff like that to kind of pay the bills. So then they can grow, so they can get more investors so that their stock price can go up. So their CEO can get a bigger, you know, multi-million dollar bonus the next the next year right uh yeah so the minute the minute you have an event come up where nobody's traveling anymore uh most of the mm. airlines didn't have the cash in the bank to uh prepare themselves for that because their whole focus up until the pandemic all these major airlines were growing they were building more and more hubs in these other cities doing all these flights uh to smaller and smaller towns so that they could show growth to their investors Uh, Mm -hmm. and then I think a lot of them were operating with very little profit or in the red. Uh, but under the expectation that, well, we'll get it back. Uh, and then they didn't, uh, and it hurt. I don't know, man. Uh, and then I think the whole thing with the max eight, every major airline except Delta bought the max eight and then the max eight was grounded. So Mm -hmm. they had spent millions upon millions of dollars, possibly billions on this new aircraft that they couldn't fly.
1: That was a big. Um, that was a big part of so I, uh, I, their loss. I the think America's there's this. Yeah, debacle. there's this
0: huge chain reaction: of the Max Eight debacle and the pandemic that really uh, severely bit into their profits. Um, and then you know, uh, it. Other airlines were probably prepared better for it than others. Like I said, Delta didn't buy the Max Eight; hmm. they bought the air the new Airbus that came out. Um, American Airlines you know they were in the process of merging with United when all that happened oh yeah Uh, I forgot about that yeah if you read a lot what's happening in the airline industry Mm -hmm. right now they're uh, closing a lot of their hubs and forcing a lot of their uh, flight attendants and pilots to move to different cities because they know because a lot of what they do right is they they'll base their um, their crew in certain cities and pretty much pay them to live there like Delta
1: a big hub for Delta is Atlanta yeah, Atlanta
0: and uh, Minneapolis. Yeah. Uh, so um, they were starting to build out more and more hubs, and then all this stuff happened, and they actually started to close a lot of those hubs. Uh, and then it just sounds like poor business planning. Like United found out I that they, they actually do do had a lot, had a yeah. huge wing uh, in um, New Jersey, like a bunch of terminals that they were renting that they forgot they had, so they weren't sending planes to that terminal. Like the terminal was just being unused, but they were paying the bill for it. Uh, yeah, classic, just, just too, just too big, know, just too classic big 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 yeah. business. Yeah, they're just a lot of them were uh, starting to get too, too big. Um,
1: um, well, I imagine um, lawsuits are definitely a thing. I mean, uh, for any behavior well, business, uh, lawsuits seem to be a you know, huge draw. under
0: the potential of being investigated because, like I said, they got a huge bailout from uh, the US government. And Mm -hmm. then all this stuff happened. It came down that it wasn't for them, just the weather. Their whole systems failed. And when they started to look at it, their systems hadn't been updated. And I want to say it was like 10 10 years or more. Yeah. So, what uh, have you been doing with the money that you've been making? The CEO had gotten like a $5 million million bonus or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, so then the question becomes, what did you do with the bailout money? Which, uh, you know. Well, that's, I mean,
1: like, I also heard South 18, right? Is like, where is the money going? for any for any yeah. business it should be especially uh a business such as an airline it should be fairly transparent where that money is going
0: yeah i agree uh, especially when you're you're having to get like a bailout like mm-hmm. i think that was a big thing that we learned with these bailouts. i don't i don't know the laws like at that level honestly but it seems not really i'm not surprised but it seems weird to me that when you would hand over these bailouts you're not also asking for like a uh if we're giving you this absurd amount of money to not fail um mm-hmm. you have to tell us exactly where this money is going yeah there should be
1: like an audit involved with but, with with the yeah, bailout of that the, magnitude uh,
0: with the pace and the way our uh current government works i'm also not surprised that that didn't happen <laughs> did
1: you we know. elect a new speaker of the house yet
0: no that they just had their 11th uh their 11th vote and we still don't have a speaker of the house oh boy is, uh, there's some interesting things that might love
1: out. the government we should do a whole episode on just like the basics of like u.s government and like how it yeah, works how it's uh, supposed to work and then go... how it actually works
0: what's what was that animated show called I'll go um... watch, but, uh, uh schoolhouse rock
1: Schoolhouse Rock, yeah. I'm
0: just a bill. I'm just,
1: just a, a bill. bill.
2: <laughs> so I, uh, I looked up actually how much money the airlines lost. Mm-hmm. All right, get this. So in I 2019, I think this is gonna make me
1: angry. So I'm excited. <laughs> so this is, in
2: 2019, they were profitable. They made they made in 2019 a profit of 26 billion. Right, so it's a very
1: lucrative business. Twenty six billion, like billion with a B. A a Billy, a Billy boy.
2: Yeah.
1: And then in twenty twenty,
2: they lost. They lost one hundred and thirty seven billion.
1: That's twenty twenty alone. What? How do you lose? How do you lose over a hundred billion dollars? That's like I am
2: in
0: twenty. Go ahead. (laughs)
1: <laughs> in
2: 2020 in 2020 two billion so less of a loss clearly people are 18, flying that again in, yeah so in 2021 the airlines lost 42 billion, 42 billion. so now we're up to with 42, 42 billion dollars some math right now in two years the airlines have lost 170 9 billion. in 2022, so this, 2022 is, this is all airlines,
1: like airlines in general, right? America yeah, I mean American I mean American US airlines. United United States yeah. airlines yes. Not not American um, airlines. They suck nah, anyway, yeah. but like they do the American airline them. companies. Yes. They're not worse than United though. So
2: I think they're probably about the same. I but.
1: think I don't know. What, what, what happened with United like a couple years ago like uh didn't that Shit, I'd have to look it up. There was like someone got dragged off an, a United flight, and like there was just there was a there was a bunch of controversy. Uh, yeah, it oh, yeah, it was a doctor. Oh, yeah, a doctor. Oh, he was, lady, being, right? was, it... No, it was a lady, right? No, 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 no. It was the was it the um, the guy of um, Arab descent who was like doing math, uh, or like he was like doing something like math related. And the person next to him said that that made them uncomfortable and they ended up like taking him off the flight or something. I don't know. Don't don't quote me. I would have to look it up. We'll look it up. But um, yeah, I think it was something along those lines per se. We need we need a person. We need a behind the scenes person to look up. things yeah. as, as I'm saying them, because I say a lot of shit that may or may not be true. <laughs>
2: <So>. <laughs> I, I I was I was talking to this- some about flying back in the day back when they were a kid Mm -hmm. and they were saying like you know and this has been talked about by the older generation ad nauseum now but it when they describe it flying sounded like amazing back in the day oh it's different well said you could just walk everyone was dressed like all nice like you weren't like wearing like comfortable clothes you were wearing like we're going flying like it's a big yeah you know like it was like a fancy to do I guess it sounded nice. Well, you got
1: to think like it's um it's very interesting like the shift in economics in this country once at some point probably something that a, an economist can pinpoint um, industry turned into uh something that was more um like monetary gain based versus uh product based. Right. Or like a quality of product. Right. So if you look at old and I I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but if you look at old photos of flights, you know, everyone is dressed up, everyone's smiling, people are smoking, people are having full meals and that's everyone on the flight. And then at some point, someone who was in charge of, you know, like deciding, you know, an airline company's fate was like, you know, maybe we should we should have people who don't get those things. And we'll charge them less, but we'll we'll make it so that you know it's it's more desirable to be in first class, right? And then you can charge people more for that. So theory, you. okay.
0: Um, I have that article up. Whenever you guys are ready.
1: Oh, the one I was talking about with you, Matt. Hold on. Let's so hear the- a theory first. Hold on, let's hear yes, a theory. I want to
0: hear that theory.
2: Uh, okay. So, okay. okay, so the airline, I think the time we're talking about, like, really is like the 50s and 60s, right? Right, like the, the beginning of airline 60s. flight,
1: commercial airline flight.
2: Um. Well, also, I have to go look this up. Like, I feel like the middle class per, like, per earning, like, like how far, the, or I guess, like, how far mm. their dollar can go, like, than it is now. So the size of the middle class that could afford those nice full meals and like the, everything else mm-hmm. i wonder if just they're like yeah i can afford to do more with less money because like uh i don't know inflation or um just the size of the well, not inflation really per se i get that. i'm trying to say is like maybe the middle class itself was just more was more important. and because of that they could do things like in a larger scale Right. So because and instead of just having like a small group of people that could afford business class and the rest of us peons are scraping together money to go on. A, <laughs> there's more people that can do it so they they can offer nicer stuff because many new people would pay for it. I don't know. The 50s and 60s were a good time for Americans, um, white Americans specifically. But anyway. I'm glad you corrected yeah. yourself
1: because, you know, I was coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. My mother listens to this body, this uh, this podcast, and uh, she would, uh, she would definitely not agree with the fifties and sixties being great. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was, I, think I was born at the just, wrong time. That was,
2: that'd be my heyday.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think if concerning. If you're have like uh, all first class seats. You would have to charge considerably more for them. Uh, cause like you typically have four rows of first class, which is two seats, so uh, or which is four seats total. So that's 16, say they're a thousand dollars, right? That's only $1,600 that you're, or sorry, $16,000 that you're making in profits. You'll typically have 20 rows of economy. So, which is six. Okay. So that's 60 and those seats typically would be around like $400. Uh, that's 48,000 that you make just off the economy seats alone so the
1: bulk of what they're making is economy seating which makes yeah. sense why spirit airlines was like everyone's economy seating now and we're gonna charge you guys 42 to fly from orlando to fucking atlanta but also it's gonna fucking suck so good yeah. luck
0: so uh so to get back to this article um because yes, yes, it actually makes way. me even ang- like angrier now that I'm remembering the situation. So mm-hmm. there's a Vietnamese American doctor. Uh and this is something that typically happens. I saw it when I was flying home, not people getting dragged off of the situation where they overbooked a flight. Uh which Ooh. is something that they typically do, you know, then they'll offer you vouchers um to mm-hmm. like re- like uh give up your seat, right? Which uh, I considered doing once I got the voucher was three hundred dollars more than my ticket, but a family of four beat me to it. Anyway. uh so what happened here was the same thing this dude was already in his seat right paid for a seat was in it needed to get home because he's a doctor and he had like a surgery or something that he had to do um and uh united had overbooked the flight and they had four of their uh crew members that needed to get on this flight to fly i think it says to virginia or the flight in virginia would the next day would end up getting canceled Okay. Okay. Um. And uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and mute uh, him. All right, he's muted. Uh. And so uh, what ended oh, up? Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so they, they came on and they said, "Hey, we need volunteers, so these crew members can get on this flight and fly somewhere else." Right? Mind mm-hmm. you, it already paid. Paid for a right. seat. Had to see a sign. Was in it. Then they went up to him and they said, "Hey, uh, you need to give up your seat." He's like, "I didn't volunteer. I have to be back home. Uh, you know, for for work. I'm a fucking doctor. It's not like I got to be home to do spreadsheets, right?" Okay, right. That and uh, what ended up happening is they were pretty much told him, "Like, no, you're getting off this flight for our, so our crew members can have the seat." He said no, and then they dragged him off the flight. I do remember mm-hmm. that which is ridiculous. Yeah. So it wasn't even a problem. They tried to blame it on him. Right. And then, uh, um, you know, yeah, we can, we can hear you now. Yes, we can hear you. (laughs) Uh, So they tried to blame it on him. uh, (laughs) And then, uh, you know, or pretty much like, well, he was being disrupted, blah, 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 blah. But then it came out because there's video that no American or United uh, because of poor planning, Ended up uh, trying to kick him off this situation on yeah. their own and trying to boot paid customers off the flight because they could not plan properly.
1: It's shitty, man. It's shitty. That's why I don't fly United. So uh, I
0: only fly Delta. Yeah, I fly Delta. They're bougie,
1: but I like it. They I have,
0: uh, as far as all the airlines that I've ever had to deal with, they have the best customer service. They really
1: do. Honestly, I mean, it's like um. You know, it's like, uh, like, like AT&T. People are like, oh, you know, I don't like AT&T because their service is not great or, you know, their plans are, are not the best. And I've had A&T, AT&T since it was singular, uh, singular cellular back in like 2004. Um, and the only reason I've stayed with AT&T is because anytime I called them with an issue... They were extremely helpful, and that matters to me. It might not matter to some people, but it matters to me. So I keep I AT&T. it. Ma- I think
2: it matters to most people. I, I mean, you look at the, can you guys hear me, by the way?
1: Yep, yeah, we, we can hear you now. All
2: right, um, I had to go back to the old mic,
1: anyways. So, Technical difficulties, it's okay. You still sound good.
2: Cool. Um, I might piss off some people with this.
1: Oh so. boy, this is my favorite.
2: The, the, I call it the, the Chick-fil-A effect. Oh, I think, Jesus. I think Chick-fil-A is fucking mid. It's straight mid. Okay, but, no, I'd
1: buy that. I'll buy that. I'll buy that for sure. But the customer service is... Top you know, notch, baby. <laughs> they might hate the gays, but they're so nice to everyone else. <laughs> I know.
2: I know, right? They make up for it that way. Yeah. They go, I think like, it's kind of the same
0: it. way for uh, in and out for us Californians.
1: I yeah, No, um, I'm not buying that. I love it. I'm not you know, buying that. Not one. quite as
0: good customer service, but uh,
1: the In-N-Out yeah. is good, and I will say that. I want to go on the record as saying that In-N-Out is is it's nostalgia. Good. That's why we it's think it's stereo. the best. It's nostalgia. But like if uh, if someone joins a conversation, they're like, "Yeah, man, my favorite my favorite burger place is In-N-Out." I immediately discount any opinion they have after <laughs> that, because there are literally dozens of burger places that are are better. In-N-Out is the equivalent of Steak and Shake. Except
0: steak with the secret menu, steak and shake does sound good. God, Steak and shake does sound. good. <laughs> yeah. I haven't eaten today, so I'm, I'm all, about, all about. I had
1: that. half a Cuban sandwich and some <laughs> salad, so and a donut. I had a donut. Yeah. So, things are going well. He just keeps going. He's like, that's all I had today. <laughs> that's all I've eaten. No, that's it. I swear. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm like. Uh, I'm two whiskey glasses in now. So there's that. Uh, uh, not with I didn't, know, I didn't know you were drinking. Oh, oh we're always drinking. Yeah, oh, yeah. Are
0: you Always.
2: Drinking? Are you drinking right now, Christian?
0: I am. I am not because uh, I got home and didn't have time. Mm-hmm. I immediately turned on my computer. See, he's should, a responsible. Should we, adult. Uh,
2: should we? Should we
1: let Billy monologue while we go make a drink? Or I can monologue. I can hold it down for a few minutes if you guys yeah, want to go
0: make a drink. You, uh, why don't you? Why don't you? Give people a little inspirational monologue while we go get a, get ourselves some okay. drinks. I'm curious
1: to see what we come back into. Yeah. Well, you're not going to know
0: until you listen to the podcast <laughs>
1: later. All right. Now that they're fucking gone because they're unprepared, um, i just like to say, thanks for coming to listen to our podcast. You know, it seems silly when someone says, hey, I'm going to start a podcast and I've heard it all. I've heard, oh, what do you guys talk about? What's the point? How is your podcast podcast different from anyone else? And it doesn't fucking matter. You know why? Because I enjoy hanging out with the bros, talking about ridiculous shit like fucking airline politics. And you guys can either choose to listen or not to listen. And that's A-O-fucking-K. Because at the end of the day, I'm not doing this for you. I'm not doing this for anybody else. I'm doing this because I enjoy talking about shit with other people. And so with that said, if you would like to be involved in the conversation, please join our Discord. Follow us on Instagram. I think at some point we're going to have a TikTok. So get ready to follow us on social media. If you're not looking for your money. We just want to hang out with you and that's it. And it looks like the Grizz is back, so I'm done with my monologue. Thank you
0: and good night. That was that was beautiful, really. And thank you word. I know. I and I for myself that's... a healthy glass and brought the bottle with me. so Oh, same, same. What are you drinking yeah. today? I am drinking my favorite whiskey, which is made by compass box and it is called hedonism. It's rich, it's vanilla, and it's alluring. Is everything a podcast intro with you? Because that
3: was
0: (laughs) perfect. It's it's my calling, man. I I might start offering my services.
1: Well, I'm drinking uh, my favorite scotch at the moment, which is, I don't know if it won't. It's not going to. There it is. There it is. This is unpaid advertisement for Glenn Levitt Caribbean Reserve. Uh, it is a scotch that is finished in rum barrels, and I'm not going to lie to you, podcast family, I could drink a bottle of this on my own. <laughs> um, it's smooth, it's sweet, it's got the perfect finish at the end of every sip. I mean, top
0: fucking notch. Okay, I think uh, I had that the last time I was there. At your, I have your no home. doubt
1: because I keep a bottle on yeah. hand, and it is yeah quite delicious. Yeah, we took a bottle
2: last time I was there. You had did you?
1: Anything. Did we really? I don't know. We drink. We drink. I don't drink. So I, by myself. I, think very I often. killed
2: that bottle. Actually, no,
1: no. I, I was definitely involved. It's okay. Oh no, no. I mean, like,
2: you, no, no. You were like, hey, I got this bottle of really good rum, and I was like, or whiskey.
1: Scotch. Scotch, Scotch. So, whiskey, Scotch, Scotch, and I was
2: like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then um you left it there. And I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "I
1: don't know what to tell you." Got to take care of the bottle, baby. Got to yeah, take care of the bottle. Exactly. Um, you know what's funny about um Scotch is, and and probably the same thing with rum and tequila. It's a very like uh, it, it's a deep hole you can like fall into. Uh, oh in yeah. Terms of just knowledge, um, and so I'm, if, I'm gonna I'm gonna segue this into our next topic. Um, you know, my my dad never really taught me uh, a whole lot of stuff, so I've had to learn things on my own. And like some people get their, you know, their drinking um, not habits, but like uh, ideas from their parents. You know, you look what's in your parents' uh, cabinet, and you're like, oh, you know. I, I like that or I like the sound of that, and I just never really had that and I kind of wish that I could share a drink with my dad. He doesn't drink anymore he's not dead just so we're clear he, he doesn't drink <laughs> anymore he doesn't drink anymore uh but um you know that's just one of the many things that I kind of wish I had learned at some point from my dad yeah. um, and I hope to someday pass on to my son um, in a very benign way. <laughs> you know are you are you, you, having a, you having a boy i'm having a boy dude so for the rest of the podcast family i'm having a boy the new official daddest dad of the
0: podcast
1: since he's yeah. gonna actually be a dad i am i uh i wear um high water pants and um k-swiss and, and uh, i've seen this
0: with my own eyes cargo shorts I
1: Okay, first what cargo do you have in there? Tell me about cargo, cargo shorts are very very useful clothing garment, okay? <laughs> There's so many they pockets. There's so many the
2: pockets. Fanny pack of the shorts world.
1: I actually also wear fanny packs so God, go so fuck do yourself. I, I'm
2: saying that when it comes to fashion, you know, people don't well, consider that high fashion, but when it comes to utility Hmm.
1: Sure. Fannies uh, are in right now, though. Fannies are in. Oh,
2: are they? They're, yeah. They'll, they'll have
1: um, run. Have run. Oh, you know what? That's it's my dad. <gasps> that's one thing my dad me. Company that uh, would be fucking easy to do. Can we put it in that? I feel like that's dude. You can't we start do... a fanny pack company.
2: Okay. 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 Look,
1: okay. I, I, okay. I
2: think that everything has like the you know the.
1: Uh-huh, it, uh-huh. There
2: could be a moment where fanny packs are just the coolest thing for one summer, and then that might be the summer where we already have a fanny pack company, <laughs> and we, we just were to have make all a, these cool designs.
0: If we were to make a fanny pack, mm-hmm. um, right? So you know how they have like the hoodies that have the little like drink holder integrated into its pouch. I yeah. Think. Yes, I like, did. So I've seen the familiar, fanny packs of course, where they have it like off to the side. <laughs> But I think it'd be cool if you could make a fanny pack that a part of the actual pack, like pouch portion, had the drink holder. I think that would kill.
1: I mean at a festival? Yeah. Fucking fucking gross, dude. You fucking you could you carry your it. kid,
0: you could be out, you know, with your kid, your little fanny pack, your beverage, you know, and then you need your second hand, just loop, right into the fanny pack.
1: Okay, so mm-hmm. it's funny you should say that. There is a woman is a good um, idea. whose name I can't remember. Also, I can't remember the name of her fucking product. But um it's like a fanny pack but it, it's like it's rigid material like in the pack part so you can set a child on it like instead of like holding them up they can sit basically like on your waist nice. i'm not gonna lie to you like six months ago that shit didn't matter to me but like now i'm like mm, mm. i'm gonna maybe need one of those
0: because amazing how uh a life-changing the-
1: event for the VA representative that is probably stalking me, I have really bad shoulders. So, yes, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> it, it hurted. It hurted. Um, um, was it topic,
2: but, Things are, are things bad. we didn't learn.
1: Yeah, things well, not necessarily dads. I the only reason I framed it that way is really because like. Something that comes up very frequently in my life is putting toe straps on things. <laughs> Don't know why. Whatever. But um, you know, my dad never really taught me how to use toe straps. So I didn't when I used them for the first time, I had no idea what the fuck and my dad taught me a lot of things. Um, which is great. And I'm by no means am I shorting him on the knowledge that he passed along, but fucking toe straps? little confusing the first time you use them. So, you know, just, I wish I had learned a little bit more about toe straps, Um, you know, before it became relevant for me as an adult. Um, So that's just like one of the things that I wish that I had learned at some point when I was young in life.
2: My dad didn't teach me how to deal with emotions, but I can see that about toe straps. and knots trade-offs and welding and gold panning and fishing and gold
1: panning yeah Yeah. but he didn't take you to do any of those things no we
2: we did those things when i was really young just when my parents got divorced he just basically kept buying all the things and never took me
1: i know when are we gonna raid your dad's house because like i know he doesn't listen to the podcast so danny we're coming for your house yeah daniel the second Daniel, he's dude, second, he's, right? So my grandpa,
2: yeah, he's a thirty. My he's grandpa third. Is, my grandpa's still alive, and he's like ninety-six. Your
1: grandpa is still alive,
2: dude, walking around, dude. Like nah. he's a, like six. It's a big six-four Portuguese dude, man. Just fucking just fucking Portuguese. Up. I thought you were British.
1: He uh or English, whatever, from my, the Isle of. My the grandma uh,
2: immigrated here from from uh, England or Scotland? Scotland. Mm-hmm. Scotland and then my grandpa on my mom's side came like they're British or some shit and then all that yeah
1: genealogy so fascinating topic for another time
2: yeah yeah um but yeah no I think I think I didn't get a really good conversation how to deal with like community talking about
1: like being a person
2: the things inside here you know but I knew like I know how to do like work with tools like um you know, yeah. I took uh, I took kung fu for like years. I did judo for <laughs> years. What?
1: <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. We've been friends. How long have we been friends,
2: dude? So let me tell you things. All the things my dad's put me in. So he put me in That's six crazy. years. Six years of soccer. Seven. Okay. Year, seven years of baseball. Okay. Uh, three years of martial arts. Okay. Um, we. I was in the Boy Scouts for like five years. Um, I did a basketball summer camp. Um, we were camping a bunch, and then like around like 12, 13, all that just ended. So it was a very <laughs>
1: abrupt, <laughs> jarring uh, segue. That sucks, dude. God, dude. I mean, like, well, so I didn't do a lot of things because money was kind of always an issue for us.
2: That's what happened with me because my mom, as you know, you've seen her play. She's she's a good earner, but when she dipped out, no denaro. no Massinaro.
1: I would like. I would just like to say. That uh, Snowy Bee's mom is probably one of the best people that I've ever met uh, in my person. entire life, uh, and and I think that my mom is the best person in the world. Yeah, so it's same a today. lot. Um, that I think that. Yeah, our moms Snowy are B's very. Mom. Our moms are very similar. Our moms are yeah, very. What remarkable. happened to us?
2: Our dads. I think our dads, <laughs> think our dads should have done a better job rounding us out. If they were, if they would have like <laughs> rounded us out more, I think we'd have been better. We should
1: go. and yeah. we, Pick our dad. Should ass. have a talk.
0: Yeah, we
1: should. Uh I mean what about you, Grizz? Like, what is it that you wish that you had learned? Like, so
0: I wanna know? I wanna start this off with that uh I love my dad. Your dad's he awesome. I like your the dad. <laughs> Best person that I know, and all the good attributes that I have as a human being are because of him. Uh kudos to Greg, bro. Yeah, Well done, Greg. That being said, it's kind of on the same <laughs> vein, and I don't blame him, but uh I did not learn how to operate as a human being emotionally Ooh. uh so a That's lot of so the, interesting to me. a lot of the negatives that i have as a person are or for the same reasons and like i said he's the best person i know i love him uh he's a very caring um he's a great dude he puts yeah. other people first probably when he shouldn't so yeah um but much like myself he tends to keep everything locked inside um, mm-hmm. And so over time, especially as a young kid growing up, uh, when it was just us, you know, me and my brother and him, uh, there wasn't a lot of opportunities to emotionally express because I never really saw that from him. Mm-hmm. Other that's than that's so in,
1: fascinating, uh, man.
0: Yeah, dude.
2: Yeah, I can relate. My oh. dad was anti-vulnerable. Like, if there's really? any thing, he was just like,
1: no tears, no feelings, well, no nothing.
2: Well, it was like he wouldn't allow. No, no, it wasn't. It's like if you showed it he would just be like, I'm going to sh- fucking win this argument despite how bad you feel or how mad you are. He's like, I'm just going to fucking hold the ground and just so, fucking stubbornly forge ahead and shit on you until he wins his point. And so that's because, the like, lesson I got, right? Which is like, yeah. you know, don't regard other people's feelings. You know, like Don't be vulnerable because then they can take advantage of it. Well, also that's a common
1: theme with arguments, yeah. right? Because like people yeah. feel like if you are emotional about an argument or a a point that you are, that you're wrong because you're coming at at it from an emotional point of view. And um, that's not entirely true because you can feel very strongly about a point and still make a very valid argument about something. And so, but like, as soon as someone sprinkles in like feelings or like uh, emotions about an argument, it's very oftentimes people just discount whatever they're saying.
0: Yeah, I think it. I think in my case it was more uh, stoicism than anything else.
1: Just, de- just uh, like quietly dealing with everything. Yeah,
0: I think it was just him quietly trying to deal with his life and being a single parent and mm-hmm. stuff like that. He didn't want to show, uh, you know it's hard emotion because yeah. hard, you know yeah. and if you show emotion to somebody else then maybe you can't get it back under control
1: or they uh, may they may take advantage of you yeah being emotional
0: yeah, yeah like, um, so i can relate and I, I think dad, that's a that's a problem with a lot of single parents well
2: yeah yeah i mean so my dad my mom you know she 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 wasn't really into my life until i was an adult um because she worked and then when she got divorced she kind of did her own thing so I didn't get a chance to really know my mom until I was like 19 years old 18 19 years old um before that we were kind of just like you're cool I guess from a distance um but we didn't really get each other um right. so my dad spent most one. of your
1: time with your dad
2: right right so I got that so I got a lot of bad examples I guess because my dad was really bad at dealing with his stuff. because my grandpa um is a I mean I don't care if he hears this if he's old he was a fucking awful dad to mm-hmm. um to your yeah, to my to most of the boys he was really like he was super abusive like you just beat the shit out of him so i think my dad just never fully he didn't grow and form into a you know the person he could have been and of course is now generational pass on to that and it took me a really long time to realize it's okay to be to say like hey i'm sad and this this hurts my feelings when you say those or things this without upsetting. getting without yeah. getting uh aggressive i get to say like my feelings are hurt of the thing that you said to me and i want you to know how that feels so that you could respond as opposed to being like what the fuck did you say to me instead of doing like that
1: i think we've tested that boundary a couple times (laughs) recently yeah yeah Yeah. it's okay i mean we're still friends and it's important
2: it feels good to win you know but i always lose the war i always later feel bad in the moment i'm just like that's fucking right well like later
1: i'm like and that's an important thing for a lot of young people to understand that um being right um oftentimes feels good in the moment, but uh it's it seems so cliche and like I, I don't want to sound like your parents, but at what cost were you right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so we uh, yeah. so to say like
2: I'm sorry. Just say I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I understand what you're saying. I apologize for yeah. any influence. and going forward.
1: And we can have Um, a conversation about something like, like once everyone is calmed down. If you would like to, like, you know, like talk about it more, or you know, express why you felt the way you felt, but like, you know, winning an argument is definitely not always the most important part of an argument. So,
2: yeah, um, if you were to explore it, I think it's like this: like, if you let somebody else win over you, mm um, you're. You're now like they can use it against you, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, in the future. And I don't know if like that you're scared of you know, someone like hurting you and you can't say like, hey, that hurt my feelings. You know, or like maybe I don't know.
1: I'm gonna just... hold my dog. Fuck, man. Hold up, Hold up, Ken. Are you getting
0: Garrus? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> keep keep talking, keep talking, I'll be right back. Yeah. Right. So there's I a I... go ahead. I think if there's like a like a PSA point to take from like this little segment. It's, it's yeah, like winning isn't always everything, especially when it comes to arguments. But uh, if, if you do have an emotion, there's an emotional side to it, it's important to express that too. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. or you'll we'll uh, end up like a giant ball of anxiety like me.
2: Dude, I think the thing that I, that was the most liberating thing was when I learned I could say the words, um, I, I, I feel hurt yeah and that's just that instead of responding it, from a place of being hurt and saying things, just saying but, like, hey, that that hurt, you know, and then that's yeah like, that that hurt my feelings. I do not like that, how that felt. And it could be something small like if it it doesn't always have to be like this like big like like, oh, I can only say that if somebody says something really, really. it could be something small like, hey, you discounted my opinion and I didn't like how that felt. It's
1: Gracie. oh <laughs> oh Gracie not yeah. thrilled about me holding
0: her <laughs> she does not look thrilled at all
1: it's okay baby so she's very heavy also she weighs like 70 pounds now oh
0: she's wow a very dense dog
1: she's oh, wow it's all muscle gabby weighs 15 pounds that's that must be nice it is,
0: very nice. is
1: like, and i would so hold a
0: dog if i had one
1: you can get you some. do have one
0: i do have one it's a long story she's back in washington it's better Say for hi, her
1: gracie Say hi, gracie. Hi. gracie girl she, she can't hear you, Danny. I have headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> Gracie, look at the camera. Say hi. Say hi. What would you like to tell everyone? <laughs> nothing? The answer is nothing. I'm yeah. sorry. Okay, baby. I'll let you get down. She's, she's like unhand me. Oh, she's kicking the desk now. <laughs> she's kicking the desk.
0: Unhand me.
1: <laughs> you can lay down in here, though. Don't relax. You just gotta be quiet.
0: Yeah. as far as like utilitarian things like how to do stuff uh, uh yeah my dad did Did teach your dad me teach lot. you a lot of stuff he, he taught me a lot there was a lot of and i always respected him for this uh when he didn't know how to do something there wasn't a lot of like well i'm the adult here so i'm gonna pretend like i know what i'm doing um interesting we would yeah. learn stuff together or like when there were things that i wanted to learn how to do and mm-hmm. he didn't know how to do it he had no qualms about Uh, finding people who did and just straight up being like go with this person because they know how to do it and they will teach you so it's interesting
1: um my dad is um not an emotional person but definitely uh he will tell you how he feels about stuff and um my mom is actually the one who's less uh open about her feelings sometimes and i actually get that from her Uh, because my dad is just like, you know, that's upsetting. I don't like that. Don't do that. You know, he's very, very, uh, he can be very forward about how he feels about things. And so that's very interesting. But, like, um, you know, I taught myself how to, like, cut down a tree, or, um, uh, I taught myself really how to change a tire, or I taught myself, um, you know, like a lot of the skills that lots of dads teach their their sons, and it's—I don't think it's because my dad doesn't have those skills or doesn't care to share them with me. It just never occurred to him to teach those things, or the the moment never arose uh, where he was like, "Oh, I should teach you this." Um, it's no. fascinating because my dad's my dad's dad was a carpenter. Uh, but I learned very little carpentry from my dad, who is, who knows how to do things. He does. He just, you know, for our young, for our young lives, uh, he was working for most of that. And then as we get older, it just, you don't really hang out with your dad, you know, when you're 15, 16, 17, 18, some people don't. And that's, you know, that's just the way that it it shook out. So, you know. I would love to know how to work on cars, but that's not yeah. something my dad taught me. Even though he knows a lot about working on cars,
0: <laughs> I was I was forced to, uh, uh, because we did karate together.
1: Um, see, that's so, fucking yeah. that's fucking rad, dude. So taught me how to he taught me how to throw a football. We used to throw a football all the time. Yeah. So,
0: but he was you know. he was good that way, man. Like me and my brother wanted to do karate, and he was like, "All right, so yeah, like, we're, all karate, we're all doing that's karate. We're all doing
1: karate. That's and, fucking rad, you know."
0: Fifteen years later, we were still doing karate together. <laughs>
1: You're a black belt now, right? Uh,
0: second degree black belt. Yeah, I yeah, actually dude. had the opportunity right after uh, high school to go to Japan and train in Japan with my dad. For, like, so all weeks. the ladies out there just know he's a second degree black belt. He I am. He can protect you. My favorite childhood movie is The Karate Kid. Really? <laughs> <laughs> would you, Daniel? What did you, would
2: you think about, Re- the, uh, <laughs> about the, the new Netflix reboot?
0: Oh, Cobra yeah. Kai, I fucking love it. I no, love I, it. I, I have not heard bad things about it. it. It's, I really like, have it's, it's cheesy, it's corny, mm-hmm. uh the fight yeah. scenes are ridiculous, and I love it for all of those reasons because yeah, and uh, the, just the throwbacks, they do a really good job of like the throwbacks and flashbacks to the original trilogy. Yeah, uh, I actually like the fourth movie that they did uh with the chick. I can't remember her name. Uh but interesting fact uh to get onto to you know <laughs> the useless base of knowledge that i have My the, favorite. Uh, yeah the master in there uh mr miyagi is based mm-hmm. off a real person chojin miyagi who is the creator of goju ryu karate which is the style of karate that i trained in uh and that's why they named him mr miyagi oh, that's nice. a that's pretty badass dude. they that's do not cool. do uh, uh goju ryu however in the movies i believe they do shorn
1: that's so fascinating. I mean, that's so cool, man. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: oh and well, when, I in,
0: when I was in Japan, I was training the dude. I was being trained by the dude that had uh, been trained by one of Miyagi's original students.
1: Shit, bro. That's a big deal. That's, very uh, cool. that's like, it's very interesting, like, people's connection to different, like... Uh, sources of martial arts like um you and i uh grizz used to uh fight at a i guess a school or a what's the, a gym mm-hmm. a gym um with a guru that learned from dan and asanto
0: who my dad who, also trained with
1: yeah nice. yeah who is like the father of wing chun which, um, is pretty much, uh, if you've ever seen Ip Man, um, he used almost, he uses almost exclusively Wing Chun in all of his, his fights, but, um, uh, he learned, um, or he taught Bruce Lee and Bruce Lee taught Dan and Asanto. So, um, it's very cool. Cool stuff, man.
0: Yeah. Those were, those were good days. What we were, we were doing, uh, tie boxing together and uh, which you would uh handily you know uh win those sparring well, rounds the and reach. then you would gratefully move into combat submission wrestling
2: oh, that's fun. Yeah.
1: csw my least yeah. favorite martial Where art i, think, I usually
0: probably. uh you know took the wins
1: the grizz is 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 very efficient on the ground that's I don't know what it is. He's so dense and, and <laughs> like
0: surprisingly nimble
1: mm, indeed. Um. But yeah, is there like, is there anything else you guys you wish your dad's had taught you or like anyone really like things that you wish you had learned way back when
0: how to yes. uh, age gracefully because yeah. my dad is still a handsome man with his bald head Uh <laughs> is still quite the ladies' man in his 60s when he wants to be. Good for him. He should have taught me better how to talk to girls because he does it effortlessly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Snow?
2: I think I wasted a lot of time kind of Trying to follow, like, the route, you know, that, like, I feel like I should have, you know? Like, what like you mean, like, just...
1: for society in general or just, like, yeah. you know, like, you have to be married by the time you're 23 and you have to buy a house by the time you're 25 and, like, you know, you should own two cars and, yeah. you know, well, white picket fence and all that stuff or.
2: Yeah, I feel like he never just said the words that, like hey like what is it you know you want to do and mm-hmm. and that conversation could you know he just like i felt like everything i ever did he was just like he's like i believe in you you can do whatever you want but i was like mm-hmm. okay well
1: but there I was mean, no structure given there was no right. money behind it he wasn't like hey i'll
2: invest in your business he wasn't like hey i'll pay for you to school he was you know not that he had it he was, it was just saying, saying the word
1: like, he said the words there was no like, action yeah
2: and I. Yeah, so I was like, what do I do with that information? You know, And I know that everybody, every man has to find his own way in the world. But I feel every like every person, the time
1: non-gender, non-gender true. term, every person has uh, to find their own way.
2: Yeah, I feel like, I feel like I just, you know, I was like, okay, well, I got to go to school, mm-hmm. you know, and then. I oh, was that's doing a big school. one. Yeah. Go
1: to school. Everyone go to school. Doesn't yeah, matter school. if you want to go to school or you think you should go to school or if you know what you want to go to school for, just go to school.
2: Yeah, honestly, I, I wish at like 18, instead of being like, well, I got to go join get my get my associates, instead of going that route, and then being like, well, I don't want to pay for my bachelor's, so I got to join mm-hmm. the military, you know, because um, like, that's a lot of the reasons why I joined mm-hmm. the military, was well, because, cool. I, was yeah. because, well, I was like, oh, I got to get my bachelor's, and I don't want to pay, take all these loans out, so I'll go ahead and get a job, and, and you know what, while getting a good job, or good job, um, at the time, I was 21, <laughs> 22. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I was like, I'll get my school paid for, which is, you know, could be, you know, $60,000. It's a win. So it's a, it's a win. win. And then when I got out uh, after 10 years, I was still like, well, I guess I got to go back to school. Mm. And then I got there and I was like, you know, this sucks. <laughs> you know, it sucks, you know? And yeah, um, so now, now, now knowing what I know about myself, it really all I just needed was someone to be like, hey, you, you can do other things. You, you could be really successful, you know, and I just, I don't think there was a single person in my life that said the words to me, like, do this instead, you know, or like, look at this alternative route. It was just like, go to school and figure it out. And I was like, oh, okay,
3: well,
2: right. I guess I'll go to school and figure it out. And I feel like I just wasted so many times bumping my head against that wall. You know what? I could have just um, gone, you know, gone different way. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't really get any direction. I wish I would have been like,
1: so... sat down with me. I I think to like quantify what you're saying, I think it's important for um, those people that are around you that you look up to or that you that are um, like, I mean, your parents, your grandparents, your aunts and uncles, whoever it is, adults in your life to say, of course, you can be whatever you want to be. But there are multiple routes to being happy in life and they don't all go through paying for school or you know going to college and obviously everyone should finish high school right i understand that there are extenuating circumstances that uh, prevent some people from finishing but there's the DED, which is important and i think that i don't think that there's any way to get around not having a high school diploma that not in a lot of senses so Definitely necessary, but after that, I think that it's very important that we express to young people that you don't have to go to college if you don't want to. You can go to trade school, you can get um, you can get internships, you can get you can start doing any number of things uh, that don't require you to go to college necessarily. And it's important for people to know that that's not the only route in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah you gotta, I mean, you got to find the route that best suits you. Yeah.
2: Yep. If I would have done sales right out of high school and then bought property, um, you know, on paper anyways, if I didn't sell, I'd be, a, I'd be a millionaire right now. Just because I wasn't, I was in the Bay Area, you know, and that's simple. Just did a job that I could make, you know, $100,000 a year doing hustling and sales. And then, yeah, and then gone out and just bought fucking homes. Would have been, fun, you know, would have been super easy to do. Yeah, Um, definitely. You know, and I thought to myself, like, well, one way to get rich is to go to school or.
1: Yeah, I think, well, that the question is, what do you want out of life? If you're if you're if you want to be rich, you know, there are avenues to doing that. It's not easy and it's not as simple as I think a lot of rich people would like you or portray it to be. But um, it's possible, you know, with the right background and the and the right work ethic and, uh, you know what, I don't like the work ethic doesn't matter. I think a, a lot of it is um, putting yourself in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, because you could work, I think there are a lot of people that work really, really fucking hard who are poor as shit. Um, yeah, being rich has nothing
2: to do with how hard you work. It has, yeah. has to do with whatever skill set you have. How uh,
1: rare is it? Right. Yeah. And That's how you it. market it and yeah. how you.
2: Well, I mean, realistically, like it says, if, if there's a lot of people that can, um, you know, work on roofs, then you're only going to make a certain amount of money because, you know, a lot of people can do that job. Right. If, if, if everybody can make a sandwich, then you're just going to you're going to make minimum wage because everybody can make a sandwich.
1: Right. Yeah. There's no millionaire uh, Subway sandwich artisans. So, you yeah.
2: No, I mean how about this? If you were the only person though who could figure out how to put together a fucking, you know, PB, and, PB and J, you know, yeah. whatever, you know, fucking you'd be
1: banking dude. Yeah. And banking. That's, and
2: that's and that's kind of like what I think um, you know, I wish, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. You wish that someone had told you kind of when when you were just like just more I think I wish I needed like an adult mentor. You know, if like you go through childhood and you figure know, out who you are. It's hard, man. You go through teenage years, you're kind of going through that the rough spot. But I think when I became an adult, I needed someone to be like just a little like a push in a direction because I think I was just like just looking around like
1: you needed a like minded person. I did because
2: I was like I have no idea where to go next. I'm just gonna go fucking join the military and then not waste, but like you know, basically lose not lose really. I, I, it was a, a, it it was a ten experience. year it's it was a your ten life. year part you know path. Yeah. That, um, you know, I don't think I would have took had someone just said, like, yo, like, you want, what do
1: you want, you know? But I mean, um, it provided, like, the opportunity for some good, t- good things in your life. Oh, dude, uh, yeah. The, sure. the first,
2: the first three or four years in the military was fucking so
1: fun. So fun. <laughs> yeah, it was, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <So fun. laughs> yeah. Yes. It was a lot of fun. You know.
2: Yeah. It wasn't um, until I had responsibilities in the Navy.
1: That is sort of being like, boo! You this know, is
2: terrible but pre-responsibilities. Oh,
1: dude, just yeah, uh, absolutely. tell me. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, with that said, I think on a much lighter note, I think we can move to the um, easier than you think segment. Sure. Um, which is, I think today we'll cover uh, something that I would hope that all dads or moms, whatever. Uh would teach their children and it's how to change a fucking tire and i see lots of people sitting on the side of the road and i get it right if you don't have a spare oh or a, a donut that obviously that presents a bit of a problem right you can't change a tire if you don't have a spare tire but it is not difficult to change a tire
2: all right let me ask you this question guys Okay. What is the point of a donut? <laughs>
1: are, are you last asking week, the east side of Indiana you. in me? Or are you yes. asking the... Yeah.
2: <laughs> it is not a replacement
1: it's for not. your entire? <laughs> tire. It and
0: is I see that literally shit. meant for like 20 to 40 so, miles.
1: And you're Dude, not even supposed to go that fast. I think no. you're supposed to go like 50 miles an hour on it. Last, last week in the fast lane. <laughs> With the donut on?
2: 75
1: yes with the donut with a
0: donut were they the in a nissan melt? they were in a nissan dude okay 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 <laughs> i'm, I'm no, sorry in, i'm sorry if nissan.
1: this offends anyone but i shit you not when i see a nissan i change lanes man because if there's one thing that i've learned it's that people in nissans do not give a fuck about anybody else that's you why, you see why Nissans because list. they're
0: driving a fucking nissan it's Nissan's with fucked
1: up bumpers, Nissan's on donuts, Nissan's with cracked windshields, Nissan's without fucking like light, you know, like turn signals, headlights, whatever, dude. I'm telling you right now, if you see somebody with a fucked up Nissan, get away from that person because that person is going to change lanes, three lanes of it. traffic, and they don't give a fuck about you at all. They're going to
0: drive away from the crash scene. They're they going to drive away. What else? They are driving dude. a Nissan. They don't even care about their own life, let alone yours. Yeah, no.
1: dude. No. Absolutely fucking not. Do Nissan
0: have airbags? I probably they probably don't have airbags. I maybe <laughs> I don't know airbags. Oh
2: wow, it's fucking raw dog and dude, life. Wait, was
1: it that fucking S10? Yeah, it was that S10 that, that I bought you off bought, those dudes? <laughs> those Russian guys, dude. Uh, that was sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna Classic. Lie. Classic. They were like, "Yeah, no airbags because of the drugs that we." Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: Oh, we lost Billy. Uh, bye, bye, yeah. Billy.
0: But uh, but back to like changing tires. I mean, it can. There's a little bit more to changing a tire, I think, than some people think. Like it's not just uh pulling out the uh lug nuts and then you know slapping yeah, well, a new tire on. Especially with like newer cars being made, made out one. of like.
2: This is the rookie mistake that everyone makes. Is for one, well, I guess. Okay, stay with this. Step one. I'll just go ahead and knock it off. For anyone that might be listening who doesn't know how to fucking change a tire, and this might be really important to you, there are like four spots on your car that's car huge,
1: dude.
3: Yeah, that
2: are specifically designated for you to put your jack against so that it doesn't rip a hole through your floor. Oh, if you whoa. place that jack, yeah, in any other location, it can damage the frame. It can rip. It can go right through your floor. It can damage your anything else electronics wise. So you have to make sure when you get down, you'll see basically what looks like a spot for a jack to go, and that's where you're going like, to go ahead. Wow, that, that looks now.
1: exactly like where yeah. a jack might.
0: For for those of you that are curious on where you should look, they are typically like ninety percent of the time on the uh, inside portion of the tire, right? So if you're looking at your front tire, they'll be right in between that front tire and the passenger door, and it's the same with the back tire.
1: So mm-hmm. the reason that this is important to me today. And I, I, I'm I'm going to go through the steps of changing uh, a tire for those of you that are are taking notes. Uh, but I blew a tire last night in DC. Um, so I was driving back from dinner with friends, which was phenomenal. Um, I took a right turn.
0: Was that your double booking?
1: What's that? What
0: was that? Your double booking?
1: That was my double booking. That was my double booking. Um, honestly, 100% worth it. Uh, Cuban place. Oh, I we'll talk about it later, but I took a turn, a double turn, and um, like there was a car next to me on the left, and they they came a little close, so I moved a little farther to the right in the right turn, and I ended up clipping the curb and I tore uh, a hole. In my tire, <laughs> I tore a big asshole in my tire, actually. Um, and so, on the DC streets, um, you know, just um, just past the White House, I pulled off uh, on a side street and I changed my tire. And um, I didn't realize that there are specific, very specific points for jacking my truck. Um, so I actually jacked the truck up. Uh, incorrectly the first time so I I jacked it pulled the tire off and then realized that I couldn't get the spare on (laughs) and so I had to put the the blown tire back on lower it and then jack it again so I don't want that to happen to anyone else so I think that it's very important that if you're going to change a tire step one like Snowy B was saying is make sure you know where your tracking points are on your vehicle. And they may be different for every vehicle, but oftentimes they are on the, the part of the car that will compress the spring for your vehicle. So that was the case with my truck. So the rear tire was blown. So I put it on the rear axle. There's a, a specific point on my rear axle where I, Slid the jack in, and I started jacking it up, and it compressed the spring, allowing me to lift the truck, but also make sure that the uh, the tire hub was high enough that I could put the spare on. So definitely step one. Um, actually, you know what? Let's let's rewind. Um, precursor step: make sure you're on even ground, because there's nothing more terrifying than a vehicle starting to roll while you are underneath it. So. If you're ever going to jack, jack a vehicle up, make sure that you're on flat ground. Uh, yeah. It's wildly important to your health and safety. Yep. So, so far, step one, find an even spot. You, okay, you I like that. Let's let's say step one,
2: part A. All right. So, step two is once you get, once you what you're going to do is you're going to go and locate your, your stuff. So, if you okay. don't know where that stuff is, mm, it's yeah. probably either going to, so you're going to find a kit. Uh-huh. It's either going to be located with your tire, which is going to be in the back, underneath a board in the back of your car. Like, if you That's have this. In, a, a
1: in a the SUV, boot. In the boot. Sorry. The, you, it's like the a trunk you know, for you basically, Americans.
2: Uh, yeah. And so, in the trunk, you're going to see, like, a, you know, a little piece of cardboard, you know, covered in felt. You just pull it right on up, and you'll see your spare. You'll probably see the materials you need, like the, what am I looking for here? The,
1: the yeah. jack and the, uh, the, Water, the uh, iron. Old, tire uh, iron tire Lincoln. iron yep.
2: but like in my promaster the tire iron um and is in and the jack is underneath the passenger seat right it's pro
0: master same, it's the same way in is my it, 2500
1: that's also in my my ram 15 is mm-hmm. yeah Dodge. Uh, it's under the seat yep yeah. under the passenger so, seat
2: but the thing is is that you actually don't we actually up a little bit you, you don't want to jack it up first what you want to do is while it's on the ground you want to take the those lug nuts
1: baby You gotta loosen those lugs. Loosen those lugs, baby. What's
2: gonna happen is you're gonna jack it up. You're gonna go to put the tire iron on the lugs to break it, and the tire's gonna fucking spin. It's gonna spin. You're gonna
1: lower it. Get you every time, man. Every
2: time. So put the pressure on there, break the lugs, you don't have to take it all the way off. Just break the pressure and then jack it up. It should come off by hand, pops right off. Donut goes on.
1: Okay. So let's 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 summarize, right? So first step, find even ground. Uh, and really make sure that you're in a safe place i know it can be yeah. difficult on the highway but you know you want to pull as far over as you possibly can because you're going to be under your car you're going to be you're gonna be standing next to your car and the last thing you want is to get clipped by somebody oh. right yeah right. um so we want to find a safe place we want to find a flat a flat place which is very common on the highway but maybe not so common on side roads or uh, city roads mm-hmm. so you want to find somewhere as flat as possible you want to make sure that you're placing so you need to find your jack your jack first you might even need to find your spare um because some spares are mounted underneath vehicles mm-hmm. uh usually more often than not you're looking at a truck when you're finding it uh
0: yeah, mounted that, underneath which in that uh, case it's not a donut
1: it's just your extra so it's like, yeah a fifth tire so um you need to figure out how to lower that if that be some kind of um like um uh, like system that requires you to to, to lower it down or, or what, whatever the case may be. Um, so you want to get, make sure you get your spare out and then you want to put your jack in at the jack point. You're going to jack it up as high as you need it to go. You definitely want to give yourself some room to work, but prior to jacking, you want to make sure that you yeah, loosen your lug nuts. Otherwise you're going to look like a fucking jackass trying to loosen log, lug nuts uh, while your tire's up in the air. So now, once you've loosened your lug nuts, you don't have to take them off, loosen them up, jack your vehicle up, and then you can basically hand, hand pull the lug nuts off, pull your tire off, put your spare on, tighten your lug nuts down. You can, you can tighten them as tight as tight as they'll go, and then you can lower it down and then tighten it on. You just want to make sure that your your wheel is all the way on before you, before you lower the vehicle down. Because the last thing you want is a little fucking wobble in your All new right. spare tire.
2: Let's, let's talk about how you tighten up your. How, you, how do you tighten your
1: your new? Take it away, Snowy. Take it away. Well, as you probably know.
0: Yeah, so you're gonna do it, and uh, how I learned as the star pattern. Okay. Right? Yeah. So when yeah, you go absolutely. to tighten your lug nuts, you're going just pick one. Uh, it doesn't really matter uh and you're going to work your way around the tire in opposites kind of making a star Mm -hmm. pattern might not be a perfect star but most cars only have five uh and you're going to tighten one go to the opposite one tighten it draw a diagonal line like a star to another opposite one tighten it and work your way around the tire that way so that your tire gets tightened on evenly
2: because it's possible that instead of having a tire like this you could tighten it like this which will become an issue in the future
0: yeah. Yes. It'll mess up your alignment. Uh it'll mess up your tire where you have to replace that tire sooner. Um and uh unless you're one of those uh dudes with excessive camber, which serves no purpose, uh it's not really the result you want. <laughs> you mean the what is it, the, the North the Carolina racers. lean? Oh no, no. Oh, you're, oh. You're, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the racers where their tires are like this so thing. They They're like canted out. Lower. yeah, yeah, it's called camber. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely.
1: Um And for all you super new vehicle owners out there, uh, make sure you have the key for your lock lug nut because nothing will make you feel like an asshole like not being able to get your last lug nut off. So it's very important.
0: Uh, And if you don't know where these things are located in your car, you don't want to have to look for them in the moment. So it's probably best to locate it and not find out when you have a flat. That the person that sold you the car forgot to tell you that there was no jack with it. Because I definitely have run into that.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I think um, so. I learned how to put a tire on when I was real young, but you know what? I didn't learn that. I that it took me until I was a very old adult. Like I, <clears> I I never had to actually deal with it yet, so I still technically don't know. Now is like, what do I do? if somebody hits me in an accident you know like the exact steps like i i could walk through my
1: mind ooh you mean how so like an accident like
2: yeah, what, do the road, you,
1: yeah, what do you what do you do
2: yeah like how do i respond in that relatively emotional situation
1: right? chris you, do you have the the steps one may follow for such I a situation feel
0: attacked okay well, um, that's fair I if you're you. if you are in an accident uh step 1 if your car is still somewhat functioning where you have the ability to get it off the, like to the side of the road, definitely do that. There's a lot of accidents that happen where there was already an accident and then the people are trying to deal with an accident and then another car is late to react and then becomes the third party to that accident. Uh, So if you are able to crowd, yeah, to get off to the side of the road, do that. Uh, After that, you know, make sure you're okay. Your passengers are okay. And then that the occupants of the other vehicle are okay, whether or not you're at fault. Um, and then after that, the important step is insurance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if it's so bad that you need to call nine one one to get a police report, definitely do that. Uh, after that, it's super important to take pictures. Uh, take pictures of the roadway condition. Take pictures of your car. Take pictures of the other person's car because uh, it will definitely help your insurance claim, uh, especially if you are not at fault. After that, uh, especially if the you know fire department law enforcement's arrived uh, is to call your insurance as soon as possible with details of the accident. Um, But yeah, those, those are the pertinent steps of what to do when you are uh, in, in an accident. Um,
2: What if, what if the person, so let's say, let me give you a scenario, right? So Grizz is driving down the road, um, stops at a stop sign. The other person does not stop at a stop sign. They hit you. You pull pull over, and then that person gets confrontational with you, and they're like, "It's your fault." All
0: right. Uh, at that point, uh, as you you just need to call law enforcement. Because um, yep. here's the thing: the the drivers themselves don't determine who's at fault, right? Uh, you, the insurance companies and law enforcement, depending on how they you know issue the ticket or whatever, will determine uh, who's at fault. What if a um,
2: person in this
1: case? The reason why they're confrontational is because they don't have
0: insurance. Are you Are you trying to solve
1: one of your personal problems through the podcast?
2: No, this is. I think. I think uh, uh, when if, you look at like if, in a perfect world, you both if, have insurance. So that that depends, that depends. That depends on this, the
0: state, right? So I mean, the outcome is going to depend on the state and the state's laws. If the other person doesn't have insurance, um, if you have a liability insurance, your insurance will cover your vehicle. Um, I always opt for full coverage. I know that is not within everyone's price range, but if you can afford full coverage insurance, I highly recommend it. Um, depending on the state, uh, if the there's other just, there's if, no
2: faults insurance right or no. False yeah. state.
0: Um, depending on the state, if the other person doesn't have insurance, some states, it is automatically their fault. Um, in other states bullshit. yeah, in other states it doesn't matter. Um, uh, a lot of insurances, if you have liability, only cover if you're liable, I think. Um, so it is a tricky situation, but at that point, the other person doesn't have insurance and that's why they're confrontational. Uh, it's, it's best to get, you know, law enforcement or somebody out there to determine then who is at fault in the accident. Mm -hmm. Um, and it is super important. I know a lot of people, you know, are driving the car that they drive. Or using things that they use because of costs, uh, but well, it's important it, to understand your insurance policy. Uh, so let me ask you this
2: though. So let's say, um, again, the scenario, right? I go through this stop sign. It's not my fault. I know it's not my fault. I get hit, right? And let's let's say in this case scenario, this person does have insurance though. When I when I call my insurance company. Well, do what for one? Do I call my insurance company or do I call their insurance
1: company? No, you always call, call your insurance company.
0: Yeah, because what what will you would happen? Say, I
1: I was in an accident. Um, I you know I need. Um, I need to report an accident.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, so like, will my insurance company pay me or will their insurance company pay me?
1: Well, that that's so. That is determined by the, uh, by the plan. circumstances of the accident and uh, whatever plan that you have.
0: Yeah. So uh, if you have li- like, if you have one of the cheaper insurance like liability insurance or something like that, what will happen is if they are at fault, their insurance company will pay you, but your two insurance companies will talk. Right. And if there's a police report, they'll review the police report. And from there determine who is at fault. So for an example, I was at fault uh, in an accident. Um, I didn't t-bone, but I hit the rear panel of somebody coming through a stop sign, right? Um, and so, what happened is, is the other driver was waiting on my insurance company to pay him, so he either get it repaired or buy a new vehicle. Uh, so, if the other person is at fault, typically their insurance will pay, it. depending on your insurance plan your insurance may pay you and then collect the reimbursement from the other insurance company to offset Mm. their costs. Um, So if they're at fault and they don't have insurance, sometimes, and it sucks, but you're kind of out of luck. But depending on the state, uh, you can then take them to court, uh, which is why it's always important to get documentation of the accident. uh, But you can then take them to court and pretty much sue them in small claims court
2: nice yeah so do you have to pay out of pocket if your insurance you, let's say you
0: get like the bare minimum insurance and yeah, you're gonna have to pay out of pocket you for may end up paying and yeah. then having to if they don't have insurance taking them to small claims court to then collect
1: which there's uh, no guarantee that you'll get that money because small claims court will uh put liens on people's uh it it, it orders them to pay a certain amount of money But if they don't have that money to begin with, then it may be very difficult to get that money anyway, um, up to the point of putting liens on people's checks or, uh, you know, like um, any income they may be receiving or uh, um, anything, you know, something along that line.
2: What if the person's like, look, I don't want to go through insurance. Um, I'll just give you, let's say it's my fault. I'll just give you 500 bucks right now.
1: So, legally speaking... We cannot tell you that that is a good option, right? But it's, but it's illegal. It, it is, is technically if, illegal.
0: If, if you want to handle it on your level, on like that level, like, and that's what you want to do, then fine. But if you get screwed over, then you have no way of yeah, uh, pursuing other options at that point.
1: And um, yeah. So like it, let's say someone says, yeah, I'll, I'll just give you 500 bucks. Um, and hopefully like, you know, that covers everything, but it doesn't, you know, let's say that it doesn't, there's no recourse for you to get the rest of the money that you require to fix whatever is the problem. Right. And then if your insurance company finds out that you had an accident and then you didn't report it, you could have an issue in terms of fraud on your hands. So it's really like, what are you willing to put up with? Gotcha.
2: Are you sure about fraud? Like, so because I mean, if I don't record it, it's just like up to me, right?
0: I'm not necessarily 100 sure if it's if it's fraud, but it does give your insurance grounds to drop you as a customer, no longer in yeah. you. But the thing is, so, my not even shown. Yeah. Oh, so,
2: okay. So, I guess. What's, let's say the person gives me 500 bucks and then I report it like, after the guy leaves and I say, hey, it was a hit and run. And then I have my insurance uh, take care of it that way. Like, Is that okay?
1: That is insurance fraud.
0: Yeah.
2: What if I told him, though, the guy gave me 500 bucks?
0: Well, then at that point, and it's, it's not, a not a hit and a run. Hit and or... run.
2: Yeah. What if I told him, like, hey, hey, the guy gave me 500 bucks and then here's his the information, but he doesn't have any money?
0: So... We're getting to the area where none of us are lawyers or have law degrees. <laughs> so at this point, anything is uh, is uh speculation, and it's kind okay. of a choose your own adventure and fuck around and find out. Hold on.
1: So under Maryland law, which is where I live, specifically Maryland, Maryland Transportation 107, you must provide written notice of an accident that involves bodily injury, death, or death unless the crash has been investigated by a police officer. And a report by the police officer has been filled with the Department of the State Police. So it looks like from this that the only time that you are required to report an accident is if bodily injury or death has occurred, yeah. or the cops get involved. Yeah. Yes. It's very interesting. Cool. I mean, it's it's a good question that you asked. Why? Well, it's perfectly okay if you
2: know. If today,
1: you
0: have will call it a day. Yeah. Know, like that's the, okay. as, long as I was. Typically, typically, what's going to happen is if you were in an accident and you didn't report it, and then your insurance finds out about it, like 90% of the insurance companies in the US uh, will cancel your policy. Mm-hmm. And then, to yeah, get a new policy, point, you're, you're going to be paying right. at a higher rate because when they look into your history, they're going to see that you didn't report an accident.
1: So. It's really like, it's a dealer's choice kind of deal with, uh, with reporting accidents. First of all, I think it's important to know the laws in the state that you live in, right? So in Maryland, it's not required by law to report an accident uh, unless it involves bodily harm or death. So, you know, that's a route that I can follow. Uh, your insurance may feel differently about that, but from a legal standpoint you're not required you know to report so I think it's important to know um, so like to sum it up uh, we've given you the steps you need to change a tire which is important I think for all people to know basic, basic knowledge and then um, know the laws in your area if you get in an accident uh, the first person you should call is probably not your insurance maybe somebody you trust I don't know
0: but, like a good friend whose house you just left
1: yeah, maybe <laughs> um, so just be careful out there you know sweet be prepared
0: defensive drive
1: defensive drive uh, okay well that was, that was good I like I like that talk that was a good talk for uh, you know easier than you think good tire change very simple steps involved there um how about? We talk about something good that's happened uh, recently. Does anybody? What have is anything? going on in the
0: background right now? I don't
1: know. I don't, are you oh, in the my kitchen?
2: Dog. My dog's drinking aggressively. <laughs> 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 is Gavin, she mad
1: because you he picked her up? The, <laughs> Jesus! He Christ. Oh,
2: this is Flora. Come here, Flora.
1: Come here, baby. Are oh, we gonna meet Flora? Yeah, come here, Flora. I wish I could pick she... up Garris, but he weighs uh, almost 100 pounds. Significantly pounds. heavier.
2: Then, gabby, oh Flora's
1: the bigger one yeah
2: she's I like 20 gabby pounds. Is the big one no floor' a big one she she's see she was just drinking a bunch of water yeah she, she is a sweetheart though Floor's, she looks cute less chewy than the other one she's not a chewy girl she's super sweet very calm yeah yeah she's a oh she's a lover
1: woman. she's oh, a lover yeah. loves a cuddle yeah yeah gabby was like staring at into the camera like I hate it here girl. oh boy. I lost. Oh no, he's back. he's oh, he's there. He's there. He's there. Oh, this is we're amateurs. Right, guys, me, we're rank amateurs. Oh yes, let's, here let's meet Victor. Oh, oh he's, he's oh, so much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is a, oh,
1: he's a sweet boy. He's too. so sweet. He looks he's a like, very sweet boy. Adorable. He is.
2: He's a very sweet boy until totally he gets scared. But he's gotten a lot better on
1: that. That's good. Yeah. He looks like Gracie. He does like Gracie. This.
2: Yeah.
1: Um uh, yeah, I'm not gonna show you my other dog because he weighs ninety five pounds and he's a literal wrecking ball. So all <laughs> um, Garrus. Yeah. Um so for you know, for the people, a feel good good news story. What what do we got today?
0: Uh... For the yeah, so uh, there was a new development in uh, renewable energy. Ooh, I love that. I, uh, in nuclear top notch recycler. So let uh, me know more. And basically, uh, one of the biggest problems why we don't use like uh, nuclear fusion uh, a lot is uh, so it is contained in what is known as a fuel cell, right? It's a solid state. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to get a reaction out of it, uh, what's in there, I uh, read up a little bit on like hydrogen fuel cells as a potential for cars as well. Okay. Um, but it, it takes energy, right? You have to put energy in to get energy out. And right. the problem that we've had for a real long time is the energy you get out is less than the energy that you are putting into it, which okay. is why it's not been a viable option. So the okay. breakthrough that they've had within the past couple months is for the first time, when we put energy in, we got more energy out. Uh, so we okay. were able to create so
1: energy. It is a viable energy source at this point, probably uh, some sometime in the future. But it's, like, It's definitely going to
0: take more research. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, this, and development, it's not, it's not scalable yet. Yeah, yeah but we are moving, moving in the right direction. Yeah, it's well, not it's,
2: it's huge because they proved what they always believed.
0: Yeah, they right. basically proved their theory correct that this was something that was possible, yeah. uh, okay. which is exciting. Um, so yeah. it was on a very small scale. The uh, energy coefficient they got out of it was was very small. It's not like you know they put in one kilowatt and got a thousand kilowatts out or anything like that. Like right. it was very minuscule. But the important thing was that for the first time they were able to get uh more energy out in a way that can be replicated so more and more people can study it and uh potentially potentially process even more limitless
2: limitless energy yeah
0: Yeah. you know so uh in a lot of these areas where we're still relying on coal and natural gas and stuff like that you know in the future this is something that we could potentially move to and more importantly uh i believe it's supposed to create a lot less waste
2: well it creates no so the the, the byproduct can't be turned into a dirty bomb,
0: right yeah. which is which is huge. right, right? which Since is the big
2: problem
1: have... with current nuclear energy is that mm-hmm. there yeah, is, of a waste is there's famous. a waste to so just so we're clear, nuclear energy is very safe, far safer than um, oftentimes we are led to believe with uh usually fiction uh, fictional portrayals of uh, nuclear energy. and obviously yes, We've seen nuclear meltdowns um, like Chernobyl or uh, uh, what is the um, the plant in Japan? Uh, Fukushima. The, Fukushima. Fukushima. Um, yes, it is not as though there is no danger with this, but uh, as a whole, nuclear energy is extremely safe. Uh, yeah, compared to coal, like if you look yeah. at how many
2: deaths they could directly attribute to living around a coal plant. Yeah. Um, Versus just a nuclear nuclear energy
1: plant. Yeah. Yeah. It's not even close. So nuclear energy is is fairly safe. But the thing about the most recent test is that now we are moving into hopefully an era of nuclear fusion, (laughs) not not to be confused with fission, Right. nuclear fusion that is creating energy uh, as opposed to. A uh, basically zero equals zero sum. Yeah. And,
0: and to make this. And so, oh, good. Yeah. So for people that might like have a hard time understanding, like what 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 the difference is, um, basically this is like I said, taking a fuel cell. You're putting energy into it. In this case, a laser, right? And then the energy that's being produced out of it uh, is for the first time increased. The way most nuclear power plants work, right, is you have something like a uranium rod, mm-hmm. okay? and you it uh, creates heat right for, through radiation uh and what you do is while it's in its enclosed case creating heat you run water across that it heats up that water then that heated water slash steam is then sent uh to drive turbines so right minute, and that most people have it. seen
1: that actually and not yeah. even realize that you've seen so, a nuclear uh reactor before yeah all those like clouds pool. coming
0: up is yeah. uh steam uh, basically, the entirety of human electricity production has just been uh, overcomplicated tea kettles. Uh, <laughs> so, this doesn't use that. Uh, you know, it, it's like a fuel cell, like when you put a battery into, like a very, very lame way of it, understanding it because neither of us are, none of us are scientists, but is putting a battery into something. I'm a fucking scientist. It. Fuck you. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, like you're saying, it, it creates like, there's no uranium rod that then depletes and isn't usable anymore so then you have to store it but then it's still it's creating radiation Mm -hmm. right um so it uh
2: why and this is so much more important because we are quickly quickly going from gas burning vehicles to electric vehicles those electric vehicles are charged off the grid the grid is powered
1: by By fossil fuels fossil fuels
2: Right, which so is the
1: huge conundrum you're, with you're electric really vehicles. Right, you're not
2: getting rid of fossil fuels. You're just really moving it from one source to another. Right, right? and um, there's arguments to be made that the extraction of lithium, when you factor in the trash of lithium and the fact that we still use fossil fuels, is actually worse for the environment. Well,
1: lithium, the extraction of lithium is extremely detrimental to environments. The, um, not the, just the so not just the extraction, but the waste. Do you know how they extract it when creating lithium? batteries?
2: Uh lots of blowing up, don't they? Like blow up mountains yeah. and shit.
0: So, yeah. so there, there is uh explosives used to create fissures in the ground. <clears throat> and then what you do is you take water and you forcefully pump it into the ground and then back up. And when it comes back up, it brings up lithium and other materials with it. They right. then sit in these giant pools, uh, and you let the water evaporate. And then what's left over is all those minerals. And then from there you like sift out the lithium and that's how you mine lithium. The thing with a lot of lithium, like the big, one of the big mines in South America, I can't remember what country it's in. I want to say Venezuela, but I don't know if that's true. Um, Is they happen. It happened. The deposits happen to be in places where there aren't a lot of water. So they are having to divert water from Like rivers and stuff in uh, more tropical areas of of those countries to these lithium mines. Right. So
1: they can mine lithium the way that we know how to mine lithium.
0: Not only is it super damaging to the ecological system of where the lithium actually is, but it can also be potentially damaging to other ecological environments because you have to rob them of large amounts of water. And then it's not like you're just sending it back into the river. It's evaporating. Right.
1: So the question is um how viable is it? So to, to create a nuclear reaction or um to, to use nuclear energy right now, we use nuclear uh, rods, right? Right um, right
0: now it's if with the with this new experiment, it's still not viable. So they right. put in two point zero five megajoules of energy and re- that resulted in three point one five megajoules of fusion energy output. Right. Uh, so it doesn't – it's not enough, right, on right. a large scale. But
1: potentially it is yeah. the step that we need uh, in the direction to eliminate the use of fossil fuels, which yeah. is detrimental on a level that is uh, – uh, I mean, it, it is destructive not just in, in, in gaining those – not just for the areas that uh, that hold those fossil fuels, but – Potentially, areas surrounding. I mean, if you're talking about diverting uh, waterways and destroying, um, you know, whole mountainsides just to get uh, copper or lithium or cobalt, right. um, you you are destroying whole ecosystems. Right. The
2: difference is they're happening in poor countries. Right. Right. So,
1: yeah. So this is Always. so
2: I I'm I am pro I'm super pro oil I love it I think it's the best thing that we could possibly do today. But the reason for that is, is because oil's here. We have the biggest oil in America. for America. So the oil, we have the biggest oil we are in, America. in the world exists uh-huh. right here. The problem is, is that whenever we there are oil spills, which there will be oil spills, um, it happens in, in our backyard, right? And the uh, people that are suffering from that and the ecological suffering from that is literally a giant CNN camera away from being like, look at what oil's doing, right? So when people are driving and they're feeling good about driving their Tesla's, which I mean, I want to buy a Tesla, so I'm not a Tesla, but uh, when they're buying their Tesla's and they're feeling good about it, they're not realizing you're just destroying a third world country's ecological habitat. And you're not actually contributing to even a, a better ozone, right? The idea that like, oh, well, this is gonna, um, this is gonna help the ozone out is a, is a, is a falsehood. And let me, let me give you a little more insight to that. Uh. If you want to get all the parts from an electric vehicle made they come from all over the world right globalization is a real thing but for electric vehicles very few things are all made in one spot so to get all those things here as opposed to making like a pretty basic v6 engine which we could which we make in the united states all the time using some pretty basic components um, you have to ship all these things the shipping of that is so um, carbon tax are so carbon heavy that it, they they project it'll take you driving an electric vehicle twenty some. 20, hey, down. what
1: is your dog? Dude,
2: they are just like. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Um, I'm so, sorry, it's, I was trying so hard to listen to you, but all I could hear was your dog in the background. Victor's just like, are you
2: thirsty, bro? Like, where's your mama? Go
0: find her. Yeah. Mama. So, um, so yeah. Looking it up right the biggest contributor of greenhouse gas emissions right now um are it's electricity and heat uh followed by agriculture and then transportation right. uh, and then manufacturing so but the thing is
2: transportation though that we think of it like our cars and I might just, it's I think not I just
1: it's not just your cars though it's, it's, yeah, it's my trucks taking parts places it's Buses, ships, it's trains, ships. Ships. It ships, ships. ships are like the number one contributor. To... So the number one, the
0: number one of the one. things I want to I want to hit on here, right, is electricity and heat, you know, and why it's it's not just from our electric grid, right? A no. lot of places, especially Europe, use natural gas for heating. Um, mm. a lot of places in the US use natural gas for heating. Um so this new like nuclear uh fusion technology, uh in those countries could potentially like replace the need to rely on natural gases and stuff like that. As far as cars and stuff like that right now, like I agree, there's not like electric cars aren't actually helping, but at the same time, the more, more we use technology, there's the potential the more, more we can develop it to where it does get on that like greener side of thing. things. Yeah. yeah so. I,
2: I think, okay. So I'll add one more caveat to that. Um, I think if America were to say drill, baby drill, like if you went hardcore, that mentality Mm -hmm. i think it would be enough to effectively become the major supplier of oil to the rest of the world and i would say depending on how big our reserves are we should be like look europe don't trip about russia cutting off the valves we got you baby like we we gotta have a surplus you know so we can provide stability
0: america's not drilling because oil companies don't want to drill
2: i mean it's not profitable right
0: (laughs) yeah there are multiple you don't uh, want to have sites. too much oil yeah there are multiple sites that will right. come in the us that oil companies own where they haven't even broken on um they haven't even started the process of um like breaking ground or like even setting up like surveying we should, it
1: we should just drill it ourselves yeah we could right we could, um, we could they talk about that the three of us no no, no the three of, of us should, oh, should yeah. go drill oil ourselves
2: I mean, it's very expensive, and I understand why they wanted the free market to take care of it. But the free market is working against our best interest because if they overflood the market, the price will go down.
1: So it doesn't yeah, They don't yet. want the price to go down because right. it's not so, about helping people or it's not making I think, sure that you have enough. It's about making money. Should
2: nationalize the oil industry. Like, I mean, and that's not to say like like Russia, but like that's what Russia did. like, Hey, we run the oil company, we turn off the tap, we turn it back on, and that gives us a lot of power. We don't have any of that power because we left it in the hands of the free market. And the free market's like, fuck you.
0: Yeah, so that and railroads. We should nationalize the railroads, but that's around. Capitalism, railroads. baby.
2: Yeah, I agree with that too. I think the transportation system be nationalized for the benefit of, of Americans and the world in general. So yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: I, I I definitely don't disagree with that. But so just so we're clear, um, the feel good part of this, the good news part of this is that we uh have we as human beings, not just we as Americans, but we as human beings have um Basically, uh, we have, for the first time, actually created uh, fission ignition, which is uh, the fusion reaction produces more energy uh, than is being put into uh, to making the reaction. So, um, hopefully, it is really one of our best steps in the last decade of towards self sustaining uh, energy um so huge huge stuff really great uh there's definitely a conversation to be had about um the viability or not the viability there's a huge conversation to be had about what it is that you're contributing by driving an electric vehicle or by reducing uh your as a person the individual by reducing your carbon footprint Um, What does that change? And that's definitely a conversation that we can we can definitely jump into um, at some point in the future because the conversation is there. Um, Buying my Tesla, you know, am I am I saving the environment? The immediate answer is absolutely not. (laughs) Um, But, you know, there may there is more nuance to the conversation, I think, that. that definitely lends itself to being a very in-depth and fun, hopefully, conversation. Sorry,
2: Greta Thornburg. Have. Don't hate me.
0: Don't agitate <laughs> me. Dude,
1: she's gonna <laughs> angu-tate you. Uh yeah. Don't don't, order, we, pizza. don't order pizza. Don't order pizza. Before we wrap again. up, I there think is. that was probably one of the top moments that occurred uh towards the end of the year. Or I guess the beginning of the year. Um, I'm not really sure.
0: It was the end of the year is when it happened. It was the end of the year. December but I
1: May. think that was just I don't you know I don't really care a whole lot but it was just so funny. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Um so I agree. good luck in Romanian prison, Andrew Tate. Uh Andrew Tate. <laughs> Greta, Greta Thorn, Thornburg. Thornberg um
0: doing the Lord's work.
1: I also wish you the best. Yeah. Um I have I have no ill will towards you. Um so you know I yeah. I think yeah. that's a very fun way to wrap up the year. <laughs> Andrew Tate going to Romanian prison.
0: We, we really needed that win. Jail. All right. Yeah. Let's uh let's wrap this bad boy up. What's the last uh what's the last thing you want to talk about?
1: Um really? I mean, I think we've we've pretty we we hit it hard today. I think this is this is this is a good episode. I think possibly last episode was probably our best episode, but this is definitely a contender Yeah, for a best episode. Uh,
0: we're starting off this new year correct? Right. Yes. And strong. And uh, for those of you that may not know, the Barely (laughs) Coherent podcast is now listened to worldwide. So you know. Yep, we have a listener
1: one, maybe three. I don't know.
0: Uh, uh, In Belgium. Yeah, and definitely one in Australia. So uh, jump on the trend while it's still hot.
1: And before before we get big, you know, you want to be like Uh, you want to be involved before. Be
2: like I was there before they were cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh.
0: So. Uh, is there anything you guys are excited about for this new year? Uh, yes. I
1: snowy, am. tell us, tell us what you're, what you're pumped about, dude. So,
2: okay. One of the things that I learned, uh, very few things actually I learned in the military was how life-changing a deployment could be if you're productive during it, right? If you're productive mm-hmm. during a deployment, a six-month deployment, you can come back and have whatever slugs like slump you were in can be completely erased because you okay we're not spending money typically if you're productive you, you know, if you could if you want to obviously but if you were like hey i'm gonna work out i'm gonna focus on doing product i'm gonna work i'm gonna save money and when i come back to the real world <laughs> i'm gonna have money in my bank i'm gonna have a healthy body i'm gonna have a calm mind and i'm gonna be able to attack life going forward so I like that. I, I had learned, yeah. That Never sin. happened
1: for me, but I like that. Uh, yeah. Um,
2: and I did it twice, right? And uh, each time I learned a little bit more. So 2023 is effectively going to be what I think I call like a, deploy- a deployment, you know, um, in in essence. And okay. I am going to do my very best to save as much money as possible and then to work mm-hmm. on my mental and physical health um, without... Uh, feeling like, oh, I have to go do something to mix it up. I'm just going to be like, just laser focused on that. So throughout the course of the year, I can make so much progress that in 2024, I could take all the bad habits that I've been picking up over the last five years as I got into my thirties. I could take all the debt that I've accrued over my many business decisions that has been, you know, like different varying degrees of success. And I could just erase all that, be healthy, be strong, be mentally ready. And I'm excited to go into 2024 a
1: healthier, stronger person. Okay. I, like it. I like that. That's Thank a you. very like forward-thinking, uh, positive way to attack mm-hmm. the year.
0: I like that. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you got, Grizz? Uh,
0: honestly, it's kind of along the same vein. So I know I've talked to you guys about it uh, outside the podcast, but well, in the past couple of months, I've started uh, taking a lot of steps for uh, self-care mm-hmm. uh, and taking care of myself. And it's all starting to kind of kick off a lot of different appointments, uh, different things going on. Uh, and so I think for the first time in a long time, I feel pretty uh, pretty optimistic and stoked about, like, the year to come. Good. Um, and, yeah, so I'm pretty excited for that. I'm pretty uh, – same thing. Like, a lot of this year is going to be focused on getting myself into a healthy, healthier place physically, mentally, uh, emotionally, uh, and – you know, I know it's a lot of people do New Year's resolutions and stuff like that, but I think this is the first time where I've gone into a, a new year uh, wanting to accomplish something and having actually taken steps and having a, a real plan uh, with real help uh, okay. to, to achieve a lot of those steps. So little things like I just uh, went and spoke to a nutritionist Um you know, not kind of going in alone type of stuff, really, actually, yeah. not just like waking up and being like, oh, I'm going to the gym to get healthy, like I have actual right. plans in place to, there's nothing wrong with seeking help to achieve your goals, and this is the first time I think I've, I've done that, so. Good job,
1: man. Oh, yeah. shit, that man. Shit. That love that. Shit. Um, I guess I'll I'll finish out. Um, I, would, I would love it if Billy was like, my plan is to get worse this year, so I want to just <laughs> Take opposite direction. I'm not doing to things really for really good. Go I'm against doing evil here. Yeah. Um, I've entered my a, villain phase. Adopted children. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Adop- I adopted children. <laughs> um, <laughs> I so, um, <laughs> so I think really um, an important part of this conversation today was um, um, things that I wished I had learned. And with that, um, I will become a father this year. Uh, and um, I just want to make sure that I am in a good position and um, a, a healthy position to pass on really good things to my son. And um, so that has kind of... Um, I, well, I'm hoping... I'm planning on manifesting that in a way that uh, allows me to learn all the skills that I've wanted to learn or things that I've put on the back burner for years, um, you know, being in the Navy um, to really be able to lean into those things that I've, I've wanted to learn those things that I wanted to do so that I can pass those skills on and, and pass on the, the joy of life, uh, you know, to, to someone else. So I have a lot of big things happening this year. Um, you know, new job, going to be a parent, major move. Um, and so I'm really looking forward to even, even those big challenges, but also, you know, the, the other little challenges that uh, are associated with that. So, um, you know, with all that said, I think for the first time in a long time, I'm really looking forward to the start of the year and really just getting into it so um you know i got this this podcast with you guys that we get to do um hopefully twice a month at some point here i think um we'll see but uh i think really focusing on the good things to come is is a good feeling and it's something that i haven't had in a long time and it sounds like it's something that maybe you know the rest of us haven't had in a long time so um
2: excited voice uh
1: with all that said i think we're gonna wrap up this episode i think this is a really really good one um i really enjoyed the uh easy lean thing segment so um if you have any questions feel free to jump into the discord and our tire changing experts would be happy to go over some things with you um if you have any questions or you just want to be involved please by all means hit us up on socials you know um instagram discord hopefully TikTok in the future like i've said um yeah we would be happy to hang out with you guys
2: we will send you pictures of our feet just throwing that out there in case anybody
1: um, i mean I'm not going to say no to 10 free dollars. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But you may mm -hmm. not be thrilled with my fee pigs. So whatever.
2: Get all those nails, baby. I am ready.
1: So uh, so with that said, I think we're going to call it a good night. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Barely Coherent fam. And we'll see you next time.
3: All right, bye.